Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. JazzCast Pros. Welcome to Healthy Illness Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Marie, and we're back at it. Like, subscribe, or share this podcast, Healthy Illness, helping you build healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. So if you have been following along uh, either on Instagram or listening to the last couple of podcasts, you know that um, I've had back surgery. So in this episode, what we're going to do is talk about advocacy in healthcare. I always talk about the toolboxes and all of the tools and, and advocacy and self-advocacy is one of those tools. You will have 10 steps by the end of this podcast that you can use to better advocate for yourself and honestly for those you care about at the end. Just to recap and bring you up to speed if this is your first time checking in or if, you know, you were on a a little hiatus perhaps like I was. Uh, I I had uh, spinal lumectomy and spinal fusion surgery back a few months ago. And I uh, had to have the surgery because I was having mobility issues. I was walking with a cane. I had incredible numbness in my legs, extremely fatigued in my movements and not being able to get around. Right before the surgery, I actually could not drive. I, I had to work from home because I wasn't able to get up and get out of the house to drive into work. So I had uh, spinal surgery, um, lumectomy, where they removed some of the bone and spinal fusion between my T1 and T3, which is like right below your neck is where your T thoracic spine starts. So T1 and T3, they took out the issue, which was around T2, and um, put in two rods and six screws so that my back could be stable, so that the pressure would be off of my spinal cord and I could have feeling in my legs again. And so some of the things that I've learned throughout this process, you know, about healing, about um, setting boundaries, about what it means to advocate for yourself, right? I, I could not help but to share with you. And so that's what we're going to do today. I have 10 steps for you that I used. And I really believe they will help you not just in an emergency, right? Like, everybody's not going to have back surgery. So it could be asthma. It could be a cold. It could be just your regular annual health issues. You know, as we age, the body changes and uh, it's good to know what to do when those things start to happen. So step number one, um, educate yourself. And you know what? Let me give you all the steps and then I'll dive deep. So educate yourself is number one. Number two, clearly communicate Number three, ask questions. Number four, build a supportive healthcare team. Number five, keep records. Six, be proactive. Seven, 
seek second opinions. Eight, engage in shared decision-making. Nine, understand your rights. And 10, utilize your support networks, friends and family. I encourage you to think about what your team currently looks like, what your personal health looks like, and you know maybe ways in which you can grow and be uh, more vocal if you haven't been in your healthcare decision-making. All of this ties into mental health, it ties into physical health, um, being uh, prepared and planning and understanding what's happening with you and um, the options that you have is incredibly important when it comes to self-advocacy. So you want to, number one, educate yourself. There are a lot of online tools out there. I would stick with reputable ones. So Again, you can ask Google or Siri or Alexa uh, what recommended um, websites are reputable websites, but you will tend to find that a reputable website will be a, a .gov, .gov, or a .org website. Understanding good information and misinformation is really important. So be sure that when you're in this education process that you are actually on good websites, consult other medical professionals, and you can also join support groups in person. A lot of areas have um, support groups if you're going through something specific, uh, as well as online groups. Facebook has a lot of support groups. If you go to national organizations, to their websites, they tend to have a support group information on their sites, be it in person or virtually. Great place to start. Uh, number two, clearly communicate. Now, when you are going through this process of, of discussing your healthcare issues and talking with your providers, you want to be clear and you want to be to the point about your symptoms, your concerns, and your questions. You want to describe your symptoms in detail and make sure you're giving a complete medical history. There are things that we don't even think are important, but when we leave information out, it does not give our healthcare providers the opportunity to really understand everything that's happening in our lives. So that would be inclusive of like taking supplements. If you do that, if you smoke, whatever it is you smoke, um, be honest with your healthcare team because it will help them better understand what's happening to you and to recommend the right next steps based upon your situation. Write this stuff down. Be clear and clearly communicate when you are talking to your healthcare professionals. Pro tip, you don't want to assume a diagnosis. So if you are doing your, your research and you're educating yourself, you want to make sure you're talking about the symptoms you're feeling. Don't suggest a diagnosis, let the medical providers do what they do and determine what is, is actually happening. Number three, ask questions. So in my case, I had some very visible signs and um, the, that something was going on either with my legs or with my back. And uh, I needed to know what that meant, right? I, I got my MRIs, I had my x-rays, I was going to both the doctor and, and saw the neurosurgeon. 
And I wasn't quite sure. Like I heard the words, but the words they use are not just everyday English. I really don't know what they're talking about. So I had to, you know, ask my doctor to be a little clearer. Like, what does that mean? I have an incredible physician, family physician. So she's really good at speaking in my language, letting me know exactly what stuff is. But she knows I like information. So she always gives me more info so that I can, you know, leave there and dive deep and go online and get info and that kind of stuff. So it's okay to say, I don't understand what that word means. You're not a doctor. And guess what? Even if you are a doctor, you have your own specialty. You may not know what the neurosurgeon is talking about if you are orthopedic doc, you know? So we all uh, have our own languages and, and even within the commonality of a single language. So please do not feel bad if you... Um, don't understand something. One of the things that I did was I used my phone for um, taking notes. I had a notebook and uh, the issue with the notebook was that I would not have the notebook when it was time for my appointments. So I get to the doctor and know that I have a lot of questions, but I don't have the questions with me. So I switched to my phone. Uh, most phones have a note-taking capability. You can download one if yours doesn't, but you should have a note-taker somewhere on there. And uh, I just wrote down all my questions there. I always have my phone with me, and I was able to just open up the phone, ask the questions. I can put their answers right in the chat or right in um, the note-taking software, and that way when I get to some of the other steps like the healthcare team and my personal friends and family network, I still have all the information there to be able to share with them. So please ask questions. Number four, build a supportive healthcare team. So what does that mean? You want to choose a healthcare provider who listens to you, who respects your input and asks you questions. Uh, a supportive healthcare team is going to be inclusive of your doctor, any specialists, nurses, your mental health professionals, therapists. If you are in a program or have a health coach or a peer coach, um, that person is a part of your healthcare team. You want to collaborate with those folks and keep them up to date with what's happening. And, and if at any point you feel unheard or unseen, if you feel dismissed or they have been dismissive towards you, listen, it's okay to find someone else to take their place, right? You don't have to stay with a provider that is not providing to you in the way that you are receptive to receiving. Greetings, everyone. My name is Ra. Yes, I am the host of Father Torch. I would like to take this time to invite you in my discussions on very, very important topics of being a black and brown father in today's society. Being a parent, the other parent, we face trials and tribulations too. We have worries, we have feelings. Here at Father Torch, we promote the advocacy of being the dad you wish you had. Join me at fathertorch.com. Number five is keeping records. That is so hugely important. Again, you can use your phone to keep your records. Almost all docs and hospitals have uh, electronic medical records and they have portals where you can access your health record right 
then and there, either on your phone or on a computer. Um, like my mom has a folder, like a paper hard copy folder. Mine is on my phone. But what I realized was I need to like download that stuff and save it somewhere or print it out so that if anything happens to my phone, I have a backup copy. Similarly, if you have a paper copy, you might want to take pictures of your records and that way you have a backup. And those pictures, you can upload them to the cloud and to a you know secured account. That way everybody doesn't have access to your stuff. But you're able to track your progress. You're able to communicate with your docs. For me, I had an MRI years ago and it wasn't done at my local hospital where I've been getting my work done now. And so we had to go back, get the records so that they could see the the change in progress and what was happening in my back over the years. I needed to know when and where I went to get that MRI in order for them to be able to pull it and look at it. So having your records, not only for you, but for a loved one. So in my case, my health proxy, I have adult children, but my adult children are not my health proxy. Um, My health proxy is a friend of mine who I know will ask questions of me to make sure that I'm getting all the information I need from the doctor so they can make the best decision for me if I'm unable. And also they will... um, do I ask them to do? So that's actually a whole nother conversation, health proxy and, and who, what your next of kin um, has the legal ability to be able to do. Um, you can ask your doctor about that and uh, or uh, attorney if you have one, and they will be able to help you with that whole health proxy process. So keeping records again on your phone or on paper and keep a backup either, you know, on your phone or on paper. Number six is being proactive. Now, Sometimes it's going to be reactive, right? You didn't know that there was an issue and you're going to the doctor because you're feeling something. Something's painful or doesn't quite feel right and that's okay. Um, But I cannot stress enough the benefit to being proactive in your healthcare. Start today. Like we can't change yesterday, but starting today, you can be proactive in your health and your healthcare and getting your annual physicals and um, looking up what other therapies exist if there is an issue that you're going through. So be if you've been thinking about starting a podcast and you want to include interviews with people across town, Riverside.fm offers unbelievable high quality recordings, regardless of your or your guest internet quality. And it also gives you separate audio and video tracks for each person speaking. And unlike Zoom, you don't have to install anything on your computer and your guests don't either. Head over to Riverside.fm and use promo code JazzyCast to get 60 free minutes of recording and 15% off a membership plan. Be proactive and ask, you know, back to asking questions, you know, ask your providers. You're being proactive. You're educating yourself. Use that information to find out and ask if the therapies or solutions that they're recommending are the best ones for you. Um, Number seven is going to be seek second opinions. So if you have something complex uh, or a significant diagnosis like I did, it is okay to seek a second opinion. They can give you insight. They can provide you with additional questions to ask. In my case, my health proxy, her aunt is a neuro nurse. And so Uh, We were able to talk to her and she gave us a lot of information that I didn't have and uh, gave me questions to ask my doctor. 
I was able to use the information that she gave us to make some other health decisions. And it, it really helped in my spinal uh, lumectomy and spinal fusion surgery. Number eight is sharing in decision-making or engaging in shared decision-making. And you want to not leave all the decisions up to the doctor. They're going to prescribe or do what they think is best, but it's important to engage in that process. You know, ask what your options are and how those different options affect you. Talk to um, your proxy or your family or your friends that um, you lean upon during um, times like this and work together to, to come up with a treatment plan that works, that makes sense for you. Um, a lot of folks will just accept what the doctor says, knowing that they're not going to do what the doctor says to do. That's not beneficial to you. It's not addressing your health. You're not helping the doctor. I mean, you're there so that you can feel better, right? So be a part of the process. If they recommend something you know you're not going to do, let them know. I'm not going to do that. Is there another option that's available? It's your body. It is your choice. It is your life. Be active in that process. Number nine is understanding your rights. So I'm in New York State and we have, um, if you go into our doctor's offices or hospitals, they are placed everywhere. The patient's bill of rights, they um, give you a copy of your bill of rights when you go in for surgery and when you go in to see a doctor for the first time. Um, I think they also do it when you um, like reconfirm your um, information once a year, every couple years or so. Knowing your rights as a patient is um, something that I think is overlooked because a lot of people don't know they have rights. And uh, I would encourage you to just Google your state, your country, and um, see what your rights are as a patient. It's going to vary from place to place, and it's necessary I believe, for you to have that information in order to know what to expect and what to know, again, what your rights are. And number 10 uh, in this list of self-advocacy is utilizing your support system. So who is on your list? Who can you call? Who is there to take you to a doctor's appointment if you need help? Who is available for you to touch base with. So who, for example, can you turn to if you have questions? Again, going back to the education piece and educating yourself, you can go to those support groups and ask for assistance. You can, again, go to like national organizations that specialize in whatever the issue is you're looking to address. And, you know, faith-based services are um, usually available in many religions and, and faith communities. Use all of the opportunities and use all of the tools that you have available to you. So there you go. Top 10 ways in which you can advocate for yourself, educate yourself, clearly communicate, ask questions, build a supportive healthcare team, Keep records, be proactive, seek a second opinion, engage in shared decision-making, understand your rights, and utilize support networks. I use all of those in my journey. I'm still on the journey, still in recovery, and so I'm still using all of those um, to 
get healthier and be healthier and be the light, right? So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for listening and sending in your comments, questions, and your experiences on your journey. Big shout out to Jazz from Jazzcast Pros Network. And if you are looking for other um, bright spots, other podcasts that um, really address your needs, check out Jazzcast Network. Um, Jazzcast Pros is the best. Um, I am biased, but that's okay. But uh, until the next time, I encourage you to be the light. Jazzcast Pros. Do you hear that small, still voice calling you to do something different, to achieve something greater, to live your best life now rather than later? If you're a woman contemplating your next move, you found the perfect podcast to empower your self-growth journey. Welcome to High Vibe Table Talks, the podcast to help you, the cautiously ambitious woman, remove mental barriers and take action now so that you can achieve your high vibe desires. I'm Rashawn, your High Vibe curator, cheerleader, and accountability partner. As a wife, a mother, and an entrepreneur who recently quit my job to follow my dreams, I understand why you may be hesitant to throw caution to the wind and take that leap. The growth journey can be a roller coaster ride filled with highs and lows, expectations and disappointments, fear of the unknown. But here at the High Vibe table, we take big dreams and break them into small action steps that can transform your life. This podcast was designed to lay it all out on the table. Your hopes, your dreams, your what-ifs, your regrets. Each week, we'll have a conversation with women at different stages in their journey, realizing that while we don't all want the same thing, we can learn from each other's experiences. Every growth journey has a messy middle. You're not doing it wrong. As Robert Allen said, everything you want is on the other side of your comfort zone. With High Vibe Table Talks, we tackle the mental barriers and blocks that are preventing you from taking the next steps towards your high vibe. Subscribe to High Vibe Table Talks podcast on the Jazzcast Pros Network, available on podcast platform you're listening to right now. Pull up a seat for our first conversation on Wednesday, June 21st. It's high time you activated your high vibes.